ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Good evening, good evening everybody. Welcome back. We are back for another episode. Episode, I think we're on episode 18. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break and we're back mid-andor. Uh, I'm here with my mate James. How are you, mate? Rated 18. Rated 18. That's Listen it. Yeah, that's it. Um, and there's been a lot going on. So much so we haven't even a chance to talk about it. So let's talk about it. We've had, we're mid-season, well, just beyond mid-season now, Andor. Had a bit of Tales of the Jedi the other day, which I just went through in, in the night. And... Uh, Lots of news and rumours and stuff going about. So, yeah, happy days. Yeah, busy time in the old galaxy far, far away. So do you want to start off with some bits of news and rumours before we crack on with Andor? Yeah, we can do. I think we were just talking about it, but uh, apparently Andor gave us the, the gayest screen fade in Star Wars history. I've just seen a headline. Um, but I can't think as to, to what they what they mean. Do you know what they're talking about? Yeah, I think it was, it was when the two... Uh, kind of leading lady rebels um, were splitting up from the sort of one was staying on the planet and then one was in on a bus coach type thing. And it was like that Anakin Padme stare, you know, in I think in Sif um, and uh, she was sort of on the screen left and, and the one kind of looking out the window was on screen right. And that was, that was about it really. But yeah, they're clearly, split up but it was a bit of an odd relationship anyway wasn't it they kind of just kept sniping at each other clearly on the way out clearly <laughs> over are you saying that's it they're done they're gonna yeah. done <laughs> just like but they're putting the rebellion in you know they're prioritizing aren't they rebellion and andor trying to find cassie and andor um over their own relationship so you know yeah that's true that's true although i think uh I can't think of her name. The blonde-haired lady probably wants both. She thinks, "Why can't? Why can't we have both?" Yeah, let's let's settle on let's settle on this planet. It's all right. You could be a miner. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a there's a there's a very small empire presence here, but that could be blown up, as we know, with a little tunnel under the hotel. So uh, you know, settle down. She wanted to settle down, but the other one's like, "No, no, I'm not having it." Is she too much attention? Yeah, yeah. Is she um. She's going to Ferrix, right? Is that where the old um, yeah Ferrix, that's it. Ferrix. Excellent coaches is going. Yeah, yeah, Ferrix, that's it. Um, the planet that's yeah, it's um, it was quite heavily involved in the first couple of episodes, wasn't it? And now, now we're back. We're back there. Wait, yes. everyone's waiting for Andor to come back, even though he was back, and everyone likes going back there for some reason. <laughs> everyone's hunting for him, and and he's like banged up in prison. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how's he- we're going to be chasing each other's tails around Ferrex looking for him, and he's like, "Yeah, he's, he's, oh, that's classic, isn't it? That's classic Star Wars, around your nose." Um, he's right, he's right there. Yeah, I was just going to say it's quite interesting because they they set that up, didn't they, in episode four? I think it was where Cassian was kind of is her name Tam Taramin or something. He was like kind of giving her the eye a little bit when he and one of the other blokes was like, "Oh, she already shares her bunk or something," and it's like, "Oh, yeah." And then they kept showing them t- the two ladies having a few stolen glances and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, his money's still stashed in that bunk bed or above that bathroom, wherever. I assume it was his cash. His, 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 didn't he stash it on that planet as well, that kind of Miami planet? No, I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was nicking from that woman. Oh, maybe he was stealing from her. I think that was her money, and he was like helping himself uh, to a okay. few, a few credits, maybe. Because I'm not being funny, but actually, where has he put that money? Because it, <laughs> it was like a mass of like chips and gold and stuff. Like, where are you going to find that? <laughs> looked heavy. <laughs> Might need to get some of them binary load lifters in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's giving it to his minor mate, isn't he? He's like, here, hold this, dig this. Yeah, but has, what's he, has he given him something or has he just sort of said, sit tight and I'll, I'll sort you some money out or something? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, God knows where that money's gone. God knows where the whole stash has gone. I mean, it's all just it's all disappeared, especially with old mom Moffat's. You know, she's, she's got money issues. She could she, do with that, you know? For a bit of cash, mate. She can't go to no payday loaner. <laughs> <laughs> She's having to go to another English bloke with grey hair. <laughs> Bloody loads like, of them. I feel like I recognise that guy. Has he been in something yeah. else? Yeah, he's been in a lot of comedies. A uh, lot of Channel 4 stuff. Like, not teachers, but stuff like that. I think he was in, like, Black Books or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. I can't remember his name. but um, So, yeah, another little British TV actor that's that I don't think... I mean, you would know if he'd been on... Uh, on EastEnders. Oh, no, if he'd been on EastEnders, I would have been straight on it. Yeah, I don't think he has. But he's really good. I mean, you know, we, we could talk about Andor now if you want, but, like, he's... I found that... Comment, not so much the last episode, but the episode before where Monmouth was like, oh, you don't know who I am, and, you know, I'm, I'm covering this and covering that. I thought he was... He was he was really good, you know, because he said, oh, he wouldn't like my politics and things like that, so... He's clearly wrapped up in all of this as well. And yeah, I think he's going to be really good, hopefully. Yeah, it was, that was a really nice touch, actually, because I thought that maybe they'd set him up to be a bit of a double crosser. But actually, he's more worried that talking to her, confiding in her, would like be bad for him. So that was quite a nice little touch. It must be like, I'll tell you one thing this show's really doing is like showing it like how repressed and oppressed people are like under the empire rule totally i mean that labor camp is fucking dark isn't it i mean it's effectively a labor camp and the amount of reference there are sort of like labor camps like taking your shoes off and those showers and all wearing sort of one suit and just yeah i mean like it's like it's and this is big sort of facility in the middle of this water you know what i mean as they kind of approach it and yeah, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, our Labour camps are really, I mean, we obviously saw a few little, little glimpse of Labour camps, didn't we, in Rogue One, um, and um, a bit in The Mandalorian, not, it wasn't a Labour camp, though, was it? it was more of a prison when they had that guy, but, um, but yeah, this, this yeah, it's really dark, and you're seeing uh, different effects of it, and and also when, like, in the last episode, when you had Mon Moth kind of talking to the other senators, and there's actually that one senator is like, well, we, we need protecting, you know, we need protecting, you know, like clearly like bought Palpatine's line and, and um, yeah, again, just, I don't know. It's really odd. I really, I'm really, really loving it. I'm really enjoying it, but it's going, obviously it's such a snail's pace, but real character development and just the rebel development of it. It's very, it's quite new to what we, 
it feels very like a grown-up drama that you would see sort of on Netflix or Amazon. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like any of these Star Wars sort of series that we've seen before. And the fact there's like really lack of aliens, there's a lack of like, I mean, we said about it, but stormtroopers and things like that at the beginning, there's a real very human beings, you know what I mean? Like, and just, yeah, like I said, like lack of sort of aliens and costumes and, and that kind of thing. It's droids as well. There's not many droids about, you know, like it's just really, really just kept it really basic in that way, you know? Yeah, it really is kind of boots on the ground. I, I, I kind of liken the first few episodes to kind of like a police procedural type show, a bit like sort of yeah. line of duty type thing. And they've carried that on with um, the guy, the security um, guy that lost his job and stuff. They kind of carried that on through his storyline um, and then obviously being interviewed by the ISB and he's like trying to do his own detective work and everything I thought was quite nifty. Um, yeah. But it's you know like like when we like when we met Mon Mothma back in the old days, you know she was only in Jedi. She was only in like one scene or whatever. But to actually get her backstory now and the, how the rebellion grew, like how they had to be so sensitive to everything, so quiet about everything, hardly being able to trust anyone. It's such a small circle um, yeah. for it to actually come to where it got to is like pretty, pretty amazing, really. Um, it did make me think they were quite lucky that they had Luke in the back pocket, though, a little bit. Yeah, and I think, I mean, again, we saw this in Rogue One and just again in this latest episode with Soul and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, Luther. Luther. Luther, Luther, yeah. He goes to see Soul Guevara and... And like just the little, and so it kind of he, he kind of reels off the different fractions of it already, you know. Like obviously he says the separatists, who obviously we know from previous, um, sort of who are obviously not rebels as such, but they're obviously they're against the then Republican Empire, even though they were the same yeah. thing. But um, uh, yeah, and like you know, obviously you've got Momoff's crew and Lutheran, and, and then you've got and even just him trying to get Soul on board and stuff like that. I'm not risking any of my men. <clears throat> they already sort of digging his feet in and being more of an anarchist. Um, so yeah, it's really good because obviously we noticed that in Rogue One, didn't we? Like how these just different fractions of it, all, you know. But it was obviously a little bit more established than what it is at the moment because it is just like literally seven people or ten people. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was a nice touch to see sort of back actually, and it was a nice little scene. Like because of the pace of of this like whole series, like you can get scenes like that where you can have two people just chit-chatting about... There's quite a big plot point, and they could have like done it in about a minute's worth, but we've got like two or three minutes of them going back and forth and really like world-building and stuff so that we could get a sense of exactly where the rebellion is at. But I loved how Saw... Because obviously in Rogue One, he's he's basically completely gone, hasn't he, by that point? He's just so like out of his box. Um, but to see him actually sitting there kind of actually rationalising it in a more sane way was quite neat I thought yeah he does have his little doesn't have his little Darth Vader mask either does he hasn't quite quite got the uh, oxygen mask yet but yeah so he's, he's a younger fresher Saul um, but yeah no yeah that's the kind of now he's involved a little bit and we saw a very early X-Wing as he was sort of approaching as well which I thought was quite nice and beginning to slowly get these but yeah these kind of things but yeah really really impressed with it and really like obviously we know that obviously 
he can't stay there for six because I think his sentence was six years, wasn't it? Or, so really hard. yeah, so three hard. years. So he's, we we know that he's not going to stay there. Stay in the in the and the kind in was in the Kina five for for five years because that would take us up to Rogue One unless it's unless that's it now for two series. But so yeah, it's like how the fuck does he escape out of this place? Because when he when obviously um Cassian comes into the facility, he's obviously I thought oh these guys are so bad that I thought they were part of the rebels. I thought. Uh, like, because there's one bloke goes, oh, sorry, I'm late. And another one's going, oh, yeah, where have you been? Oh, come on. You know, they're all f- very like untrained and nervy. And I really thought, oh, they're part, they're part, they're part. Is they're going to get him out, you know? But then he, he's clocked, he's clocked where the boots are. Did you notice him look at where those magnetic, those kind of, those boots are? And you know what I mean? So he's already kind of working out how to get out of this place. And then obviously, then he has like, when it says like 30 shifts later, he's really into it then isn't he he's like really into going and get these points and try and get it get it through and then obviously it, they're building something for them i wonder if it's parts of the death star or something you know what i mean like or, or obviously a destroyer or tie fighters or whatever it is they're building do you know what i mean and then mate, old I'll... andy circus pops up mate like snoke is in there do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and he's really really good i mean for such a character that's not that sort of big to have Andy Serkis do it. I thought, I bet he's really good. You know, he's a really good sort of guy, you know. Yeah, it's nice to actually see him, like, just as it, like as himself playing a character rather than being behind CG or makeup or whatever. It was quite a nice touch, but I just thought, and did you realise as well, It's it was in episode eight of Andor and obviously episode eight of the yes, Star of Wars, Skywalker saga is obviously when he comes a cropper. I thought that was quite, quite, probably unintentional, but I just thought it was a nice parallel. Yeah, yeah, no, that's is true. But yeah, no, I mean, he's really good. And then you know that, that that old bloke, right? I googled him, so I was like, again, another bloke that you know, don't know where you've seen. He basically was in Batman, and he was. He said to Batman, "Who are you?" And Batman just chucks him in the street. He tried to rob Batman. I know who that is. That's the guy from Alveda Saint Pet. Yes, how he to say? Oh, what's his name? Um, bloody, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that him? He looks well old now. Yeah, Jesus, it's the older guy on on their bench that um, gets yeah, a bit yeah, flustered, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yes, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah, yeah. Another English um, Cri- uh, TV Chris actor, Fairbank. Chris Fairbank. Right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Because I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, that's the good thing about Andor for us as well, being Brits, is that like every third character that comes on the screen, it's like I recognise them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, but like play, play, guess the actor or actress. It's like mental. There um, is loads. Yeah, there are loads. Yeah, that's oh, it's amazing. He looks so old now, though. Yeah, and, you know, I suppose he was in Alveda Saint Pet, which was early eighties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in Avengers Day Pet as well. Oh, yes. that's how, how how ironic would it be if they were making parts for the Death Star though? But that's it. That's what that's my first thought, you know. Um, because I just thought, oh, but I don't know if again the timing works that well. Um, well, I mean, in the New Hope, obviously they're they're still talking about when they blow up Alderaan, they're still like talking about it as being a test and stuff. So yeah, they and could Rogue be one. They use it in Rogue One, aren't they? Which is obviously just before, anyway. But yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Obviously, but as, yeah, it's just before, isn't it? But they could be manufacturing 
stuff that goes on it that are like quite benign, you know, but it'd just be like a nice sort of poetic irony if Cassian was like helping to build it. And then obviously he was part of the reason it it eventually went up, you know. That's what made me think, oh, I wonder if it, that was my first thought, but I didn't know whether the timelines worked. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's just some random typhoon because there was a lot of kit they've got to build, you know what I mean? Some destroyer or, or a TIE fighter or whatever. You know what? They might they might do a reveal at some point during the series and be like like show them taking the parts out of the prison, um, like either as part of a tie fighter or like someone saying like deliver these to the to like the secret project or, or whatever code name it is and stuff. So they might they might reveal it at some point. I just I just I don't know. I can't get it out of my head that it'd be nice a, a nice kind of parallel. Yeah, it's great, great, character. yeah, great, yeah, great Star Wars irony, yeah. Um, and um, and then what also I've sort of loved as well is just which we've sort of talked about with Mom Offer, but it's just the Coruscant to see more of it, you know, seeing people arriving in it, you know, her, her like amazing sort of apartment, her sort of wine in the dining senators and having meals with them sort of every night and trying to get votes for certain things and just the politics of Coruscant and just everyone sort of complaining about. Well, I'm here on Coruscant again, you know, and and just this kind of, yeah, this place, and then, you know, and even when um, that guy, I think, I think that's in Coruscant when he's when he has his when he speaks to his abusive mother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you going, you like, where you going, go see Uncle Tony, <laughs> <laughs> he'll get you a job, he'll get you a job, and then suddenly he's there, that like, you just see one of those little. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> little mouse <laughs> in that again that massive cool like really imperial looking call center isn't it i mean bloody hell like every desk exactly the same everybody's dressed the same you know jeez yeah that it's cool it's kind of almost a, it's like a mirror of the prison to be fair yeah you know i mean you could draw that parallel where the workers are actually there going in fucking miserable every day into their little cubicle and it's kind of a reflection on like it like our lives as well like some people pr- probably do that go into an office every day where like a call center or whatever same little box unit and yeah and um and then obviously you've got sort of the agency which is obviously trying to join and just their again their dirty tactics on each other yeah that's decent which is sort of classic empire isn't it yeah doc brown's been really good in it actually yeah he's he has been good and and um and um, uh, that lady, I don't know what her name is, but she's been really good as well, sort of trying to get... Do you know what? I feel, I feel really bad, actually, because I've been, like, obviously I've been watching it every week, but be- because of things that have been going on, I don't really know many people's names in this. This is the first time I've not really sort of picked up on everyone's name and been like, yeah, I, I know exactly what's going on with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. And um, what's her name? Deirdre. That was her name, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes. Um, and then just all the old blokes and again, all old blokes with grey hair and English accents, part of the imperial like you know, the, the the meetings, you know what I mean? And then the uh, the older general, you know, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> she's revered. She's talking. Do you to know me. that old that older general? <laughs> that older general, excuse me, is um one of the ones sitting around the table in A New Hope. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone Twitter, picked up yeah. on that. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting. That's really good, isn't it? Yeah. That's getting really good. Yeah, little things like that. Just Because uh, I've seen like some people have like been really praising the show because it doesn't 
doesn't really rely on sort of the old stuff to like coast along a little bit, which I think is, you know, that's fine if that's, if, if that's what you're all about. But I, I kind of like things like that, even just look like the mouse droid or like knowing that that guy is in a new hope or like when they mention like Minban and um, places like that, I'm just like, yeah, like I love all that, you know, cause it's, I, I do love it to feel like really interconnected as well as being its own thing. So um yeah, no, I think it's been a nice... Totally, and I... Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think, and, like, when they mentioned Palpatine or the Senate, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 let's see it, let's see it. Yeah, like, no, oh, no, you're definitely. Gonna, no, yeah, you're not going to see him, but you're just going yeah, to keep mentioning, well, yeah, Palpatine, he's here to protect us, or Palpatine's in this, or he's bringing in this law, and he's trying to do this, and, and that, even the prisoners, like, oh, have you heard about the new prison sentences and yeah, things like that? And apparently, again, like, the, the one tweet I saw that shared... Um, you know, that guy being on, on in the original New Hope. Also one of the prisoners is in Rogue is one of the is in is in Rogue One as a as a rebel, um, with a big gun as they land. So one of the prisoners The Scottish fella. Um I don't know which Melchie. one it was. Yeah, it's um he's got quite dark brown hair. Yeah, I think yeah, it, he was, is it the Scottish fella. Now you've said yeah, that. Yeah, it was the guy who came over to him and started saying, You've got to do this, you've got to get out you know what I mean? So I think it was him, and then that's the one that Andy Serkis put up against the wall and said, leave it, be quiet, I've only got 200 days left. <laughs> it was like... It's really funny, because I've seen, um, there's a film called, um, uh, oh, Sugar, what's it called? I'm going to Google it, one second, because um, I watched it about a month or so ago, and Andy Serkis was in it, and he plays like a Cockney gangster villain. Right. Like really like sort of straight down, like could have been in like Lockstock or something like that. And um, then when I saw this and he was kind of doing that, that shtick again, and I was like, hold on a minute. You've, you've done this before when you were like a lonely actor trying to carve a little name for yourself. Yeah. 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 That's right. Which is quite um, nice. No, he was, yeah, he was really good though, wasn't he? Yeah, really good. It was. I mean, as soon as I saw him, I was just I, I shouted out Snoke. Like, I I couldn't help myself. Oh, Wild Bill, that's it. Wild Bill. He plays like a yeah. He plays like a sort of top top gangster in a part of London that they owe money to and stuff and all that. Um, but yeah, as soon as he came on, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Because I'd seen a couple of tweets like just before I saw the episodes. Luckily. They weren't spoilers, but people were like, oh, I can't believe this actor's like popped up in the Andor. It was like amazing surprise and stuff. Um, but I would never have guessed it was him. Um, so yeah, that guy going back to it, the um, the senator uh, is Ben Miles, who was in a TV series called Coupling, which I don't know if you remember. I remember which, it. I didn't really watch it. But yeah, also he was in. Uh, the crown which is which is another thing he's been in oh, okay yeah i mean for us it's like it's like pick him out of a lineup time in it basically yeah. it's quite fun uh, as the banker the banker yeah, the banker yeah trying to give us some cash oh that's who i was that's who i was just talking about who were you talking about ben miles yeah that's who yeah the banker the oh, that's ben miles. childhood friend yeah 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 Col- yeah Colma, yeah Colma. Um, yeah, I love all that. Like, cause like you say, when they, when they mentioned like Palpatine and then like, you've got someone saying, oh, well, he's just doing right by us actually. It's like, oh, given our 
political situation at the moment here as well. It's like mm. you, you like you didn't really think about that when as a kid when when you watched the original trilogy. It's just like good guys and bad guys, and that's yes. it. But like, yeah, this is like really fleshing it out to be like actually some people support him. You know, yeah, they just do because they think he's doing the right thing or whatever. Yeah, he's just well. I mean, he always says we'll bring. I mean, in the episode three, wasn't it? He sort of twists it like the Jedi is to form me and we'll bring security and justice to the galaxy. Like that's his big selling points. Like, well, this is how we protect ourselves against the separatists and this Jedi, and you know what I mean. Like these people who are have attacked me and have attacked democracy and all the rest of it. He's trying to spin. Um, and obviously no one, you know, everyone just thinks he's, you know, he's just a leader. They don't realise he's obviously part of the Sith and everything else. So, um, the darker arts to it, but yeah. So, but I mean, even like, I mean, in episode four, you know, when they say, oh, that, that religion, Darth Vader, that religion, you know what I mean? Like, even then they're just sort of poo-pooing it now. Sort of the sorcery, isn't it? Yeah, I think probably because it's kind of they think the purge has been kind of complete. They think it's kind of wiped, like completely wiped out, but they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't realize that. Like, obviously, babies can be born and and be tapped into the force. They just think it was like a certain group of people. And now they're all gone. That's, that's it, mm. sort of thing, you know. So yeah. So sort of to wrap it up, do you reckon then they escape the next step? Do you think there's going to be a big massive escape? Because obviously they were doing sort of sign language across the tunnels and things. Is that part of the escape? Is Are they going to do a big escape? You know, like how, um, uh, like, I don't know, like he might just be in sort of the right place at the right time where like a load of, they've been trying to plan this big escape for years, you know what I mean? And suddenly he's like, he just cottons on, finds some boots knows how to steer a ship, you know, gets out of there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, he just seems like that kind of kind of guy, you know what I mean? He just jumps yeah. in well, some opportunities and, and gets out of there. Yeah, he's, that's it, isn't he? He's, he's kind of got that survival instinct, hasn't he? So, you know, we, we already know that he will literally do anything to to survive and, and get out of a sticky situation. So he would have no bones about picking up on some sort of plan to get out and being like, what's this? I can... I can, I can help. I can, I'll be, I can get involved, you know? Um, cause I, I think like the last two episodes, we've got four episodes left. I think the last two are kind of like a two parter finale. So they're going to have to get out either in episode nine or 10. Um, so yeah, I think maybe the next episode there, there there's, de- I think there's definitely more to all that sign language stuff rather than just people communicating to each other. I think that's, yeah, something definitely bubbling away under the surface there um and uh yeah it was, it was good that they showed what happened when you trod on the red floor because i was sitting there thinking to myself like if no one did if i was there and no one did it for like a year and a half i'm the sort of cunt that would be sitting there late at night being like if i just put one toe on it and see what happens like because i just want to know what happens you know what I mean? yeah yeah is it just yeah nothing really happens on it so yeah they killed yeah i was thinking that it's like i think oh maybe it's just a deterrent you know it's just a red oh when it goes red it's the you know it's, it's it's i suppose obviously they give you the example of when you when you arrive what it feels like um yeah, yeah you get fried but yeah the fact that yeah. someone's sort of suicide and um but yeah no i think yeah i think that i think they've got to escape next next episodes because i don't think we could take a whole episode of them just building those parts, doing the same thing over and over again. Even though the montage was quite 
well done as a montage goes. It wasn't a Boba Fett cheesy music montage, you know, where you see the Mandalorian kind of putting his helmet down and getting the old A team building <laughs> building the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. It wasn't quite that cheesy, but that was quite a good montage, especially Andy Circus kind of giving him some looks. Um, but yeah, I think I think next episode they've got escape and got to keep it moving, basically. Yeah, I think um, yeah for all the all the sort of rigma <coughs> the rigmarole about like it being slow paced. I think they need to move him move him on pretty quick from this scenario because, like you say, otherwise it will drag a little bit because all they do is get up, go to work, and go back to sleep again. And it's like yeah, they can they can kind of show if there's an escape plan, they can show that kind of unraveling to to its conclusion but if it's going to be like almost an hour-long episode which they've been getting that way haven't they they've been creeping up towards an hour then they could easily do that within the time frame if they they're probably not going to focus on too much else now that Deirdre is down on Ferrix they'll probably have some scenes down there with her but a couple on Coruscant or whatever but I think the main meat of it is going to have to be Cassian and, and the prison I think um just going back to Circus's character just really quickly like do you think he's a bit more well in with the Imperials on on there because he's kind of like the the pit boss for that section so do you think he gets a bit of an easier ride and gets some perks and stuff like he's not too yeah there's definitely there's uh, there's definitely something you wouldn't have that bigger actor sort of thing like do you know what I mean like for him just to sort of like die Next episode, well, you might do actually, I don't know, because Star Wars can be a bit like, but yeah, I definitely, yeah, there's definitely trust from the Imperial side for him just to run it. And because he sort of knows the game and desperate to get out. He's only got however many hundred days left. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does, whether he, on this sort of, a, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a breakout, whether he goes with them or whether he, and, and or leads it. Or whether he goes the other way and tries to tries to kill him and keep him in because he, he knows he's only got X amount of days left and he just wants to get out officially, you know? Mm, yeah, because he's point. so institutionalized, you know what I mean? So like sort of pro empire type thing. Just like okay, fine, I'll just do what I need to do just to get out. I mean, six years for a bit of jaywalking, oh dear. There's that. That was that was Andor, and hopefully, yeah, continues next week, and then. Then a little surprise came. Well, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, obviously the announcement was a couple of months ago. This new animated series from our, our mate Dave Dave Filoni, um, and um, yeah, I mean it came on Wednesday, um, and yeah, I just stinged through it. And I thought, fucking hell, this is really, really good, <laughs> really good, because again, it's sort of what you touched on. It's sort of characters we know that had bigger parts like Dooku and obviously Palpatine and then obviously small ones like we just seen on, is it, is it, I don't know how you say that, is it Yaddle or Yoda, yeah. the, the female Yoda, Yaddle, uh, who we knew was there in Ep 1 on the council, but she didn't say anything, do anything, but then suddenly she's got this whole backstory and it's like, oh my God, like, and obviously Mace Windu and people like that. So yeah, I mean, and Ahsoka obviously was there as a baby, taking on the tiger. Um, but yeah, that was that's crack. I thought it was cracking, cracking little series. It's like, oh yeah, we have more of them. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it was decent, mate. It was really, it was like bite-sized little morsels of something you could just have like about eight of. Do you know what I mean? In one go, just chomp them down. I thought it was fascinating. I, I, I said to you, didn't I? I think like I'm really looking forward to watching the second, third, and fourth ones because 
the thumbnails obviously had little pictures and I could see like Dooku and Windu and Yaddle and stuff. And I was like, um, they just blew me away, particularly the fourth episode where, um, well, talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen them, like click off now, but um, like where they, they based it literally like, like behind the scenes of like Phantom Menace, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the great thing about it. It was all sort of parallel or just post or pre the sequels, you know what I mean? At different points, you know what I mean? So it was episode one, obviously, yeah, with, with Phantom Menace and they even showed obviously the, the, the yeah, they, they showed all the different parts and then sort of got to episode three where Ahsoka went to the funeral of um of queen amadala and then obviously met up with old jimmy had a quick chat with him or here's a little just stay in touch and then because again her story as we know there's gonna be a whole season but a whole series which we're assuming is going to be set around the mandalorian so return of the jedi post jedi age but obviously this is kind of like we know a little bit about her through clones and clone wars and and things like that but yeah that was her at, during the Clovers, but like sort of where did she go in the original trilogy, you know? And that was a great little story. She just went to this kind of little, little farm help out and that bloke could sort of grasped her up. And then this uh, Inquisitor comes along and absolutely, she fucking wipes him unbelievably. I mean, she didn't even need a lightsaber. Brilliant. I know. Yeah, it's great. It was really great. I thought um, like the first episode and the fifth episode were a bit kind of like literally just to flesh out her character in terms of like episode five was like, this is why she's so good at combat. Do you know what I mean? The whole episode was just like her learning how to take on eight people at once and stuff. And it's like, it was cool to watch, but ultimately a little bit of filler. A couple of good jokes in that one about the old timekeeping. I thought that was funny. Yeah. 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 The timekeeping. <laughs> old Anakin's always I'm, learning. He's always yeah, learning. It's always <laughs> learning. And old Rex was in there. Cause obviously the, there's that fight with her and Rex. Oh, sorry, when Rex and her were trying to escape. Was it trying to escape? Was it the Clone Wars or was it Rebels? I think it was Clone Wars. Yeah, the last series of Clone Wars. Yeah, where they're trying to escape. And then obviously it sort of cuts to that bit. It's like, you know, and the practice. But yeah, you're right. I think definitely episode one was the weakest one. Um, but but then, yeah, obviously the two, three, and four were, were, were great. Um just because they were intertwined nicely. Um, and then obviously the whole Qui-Gon Jinn and Dooku sort of relationship and when Qui-Gon obviously passed away in episode one, how Dooku really it affected him and sort of was the nail in the coffin really for him to go to the dark, dark side, do you know what I mean? Like losing Qui-Gon like that, and which I thought, again, is some great story good story stuff that you can't really tell in the film, you know, because it just bogs it down too much. Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like someone like Dooku just appeared in episode two um, with like sort of the merest hint to sort of backstory and that, but these three little episodes of like 15 minutes each have done so much. Yeah. Kind of like give him more of a history that we can be like, Oh, Okay. I mean, he was force-choking people whilst he was still a Jedi, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Without even really sort of think, thinking twice about it. Um, and, yeah, it was just amazing to see, like, that little that little conversation he had with Qui-Gon as he came back and he was like, oh, tell me about this encounter you've had with the Sith Lord. Yes. And I was just sitting there with my mouth open. I was like, 
Yeah. Oh, yes. The, the, you know, was, like, they, they must be talking about the one where on an episode. I was thinking it, it can't have been any other one. You know what I mean? Like it has to be the one. And then he's like, "Oh, I hope it's on Tatooine." So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the one. Definitely the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like never mentioned. Obviously, the, the the sort of finding Anakin, but just yeah, this whole kind of and it, just how obsessed you know. Dooku is with it and like because obviously he's got another little side and then loved the way that Dooku went to the archives and deleted Kamino. Yeah, um, but he used Cypher Diaz's Cypher, code. Yes, and he used those so it's like so is he Cypher Diaz? <laughs> no, he's just no, used his code. <laughs> he's used his code, he's nicked his code. And then he met the librarian on the way out, didn't he? The lady who went, Oh, well the planet's gone. Obi-Wan. Oh um yeah, uh, Master Kenobi's lost the planet. Do you remember in that scene in in episode two? Yeah, no, Yoda, Yoda says that. No, oh, sorry, yeah, Yoda says that. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, the, one who, she's the one who goes. If, if it doesn't exist in our archives, it doesn't. It doesn't yes. exist at all. Sort of thing. Yeah, like yes. She yeah, had proper yeah. jobs worthy, weren't she, in the library? Do you know what? I hope she was the first one that got killed when Anakin went on, on the tent. <laughs> proper fucking no, not helpful whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, so even just seeing that. Used his little code, Cypher Diaz's code, and there's got to be some stories about Cypher Diaz. There's so much mystery around this bloke, you know. I mean, um, they could they could theoretically do a little show or maybe just a standalone film based around him. Maybe that could be quite interesting. Or they'd have to get someone who really looks like Christopher, a young younger Christopher Lee, to play Dooku. Though um, it was good that they got Liam Neeson to voice Qui Gon, like the old yeah. Qui Gon. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, so this sort of kind of, obviously it was announced out of the blue and then it's also just been dropped out of the blue a little bit. I mean, we knew it was coming, but the fact that all the episodes are there, you know, and I think, oh, wow, this really ties up some nice nice ends. The fact that, again, that sort of, like even the end of episode one, uh, you know, Yaddle was really close to finding out that the Sith fucking she met palpatine she saw you know what i mean like she was yeah. there yeah that's the thing she was there. Like, i know a lot of a lot of people <laughs> used to be like well she's on the council in episode one and then by the time episode two rolls around she's just not there and like i don't know if it was like a administrative error where they just forgot to like include her and then just didn't bother saying anything about it like but at, at like a real life level but obviously now we've got this it's like no, no, actually, she kind of cottoned onto something and went to confront Dooku and ended up bumping into Palpatine as well. And um, oh, it was great to, great to have uh, McDermott back on the pipes again. Love that. Yeah, he just, he's, he's, he's just, a proper retainer, isn't he? He's mate, on I'm, a I'm proper retainer. Like, mate, hey, how you doing? Oh, all right, all right. How you doing? What, what now? How many teams should we do? Today? Yeah. Do I have to get dressed up again? No, no, just a voice, voiceover. Just stay in your house. <laughs> You don't have to get dressed up this time. It's like what's you did with Obi-Wan. What's this episode? Episode what? 21? What is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. He just keeps, they just keep bringing it back. And, uh, well, that's why I'm hopeful that he'll get in, he'll be in Andor at some point. Yeah, I'm hopeful too that he sort of filmed that Andor scene with the Obi-Wan scene, you know what I mean? Like at the same yeah. time or something, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. Because there's, there's um, got to be, particularly maybe in the, Two part finale. There's got to be like a big Senate scene where he's in session because yes, he's the main man. He's the main man. We keep talking about him, and 
we've seen obviously the Senate already because Mom Moffat was in there talking about some politics and then it all started kicking off about, you know, the big attack. Um, and, um, yeah, so we've already seen that already and, um, yeah, bring it on. But, yeah, that was very impressive. Love that series. I'm, I'm sure they're going to do a second one. I'm sure yeah, they've cool. done it already. Gorgeous animation as well. Yeah. Look really, it looked really good. Um, and that's why Bad Batch 2 has been given the heave-ho, isn't it? So they could put that out. But then when you think about it, that like you say, we watched all, like, separately, obviously, but, like, a person could sit down and watch all of those in just over an hour, you know. So they could have dropped it, <clears throat> excuse me, any time, really. Yeah. Um, and they decided to push the whole of Bad Batch Series 2 to the new year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, try and spread it out a bit. Yeah, which is fine, but they've dropped it in the middle of Andor, so Yeah, it's just that's yeah, I dunno. It's weird, isn't Again, it? Yeah. It, it they're adding so much stuff all the time though, aren't they? So it depends on what's coming out Christmas, December time on from Marvel or any other things. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah. They <laughs> I often forget that there's other franchises that need air time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's becoming a bit of a beast. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah, any kind of. I saw there was a little rumor about some potential film or films post sequels. Yeah, so one of the geezers that was involved in uh, Lost, isn't it? And was it Game of Thrones as well? Lind- Lindelof. He did. Yes. He did that. He's come out saying that he is now. Because you remember the the two of them, the two Game of Thrones guys were going to do a, a movie or a trilogy like about three years ago it was announced and then it's kind of quietly shunted into into the background. But apparently this Damon has now come out and said that um, he is going to be doing a film. And like you say, it could be, it's only rumours at the moment, but it might be potentially set after episode nine. So yeah. you could maybe see Ray Finn and Poe back again, maybe. Yeah. And then we have Rogue Squadron out next year as well, talking of the films. That's Is it actually... They haven't even started filming it yet, though, have they? I don't... Well, they said 2023. I'm just having right. a quick Google. Yeah, it says 2023. Right. Um, and it just says nothing about that. It's yeah, well, it says, plot kept under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not unusual, but... no. I guess if we just play the game, that's probably what it's going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> the Rogue Squadron game, I remember that. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, so I think it was set. Oh, I don't know when it was set. But yeah, it's just, um, yeah, meant to be out next year, so. Okay, well, we'll watch that. We'll watch that with great interest. But that'd be good to go to the cinema again, because obviously we have, Good Star Wars experiences in the cinema. <laughs> we haven't, Definitely. we haven't, from like we've, with the amount of Star Wars stuff that's been going on, we just haven't, you know, for it to be, um, yeah. Sort of I think we need to. I think we need to maybe as one of our, one of the next next couple of episodes, we should talk about our trip to go and see Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, that was very good, for, maybe we'll, maybe we'll bolt that onto the Andor series finale or something. Finale. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, exactly. Our little uh, Rogue One trip, which was very good. Yeah, that was very good. 
Cool, man. Well, um, we'll see how we get on next week with the Great Escape. Yes, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Steve McQueen on his motorbike. Sylvester Stallone in goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you think it's a bit odd that even, even the Empire don't have any aliens? I don't know. It's very weird, isn't it, not to see any aliens in Star Wars? I mean, obviously, we saw a few of them uh, in the early episodes, but, like... Like in that prison, is is that like I don't know if they just have a special alien prison, like like the King of Four is <laughs> alien, and the King of Three is women. Like I don't know, but like it's just the fact that they're just all kind of like blokes, human blokes. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. I, I think um, I think the the Empire are, are particularly xenophobic against non humans, basically. Yeah. So, sort of alien species might get a fate worse than the Keen Five, actually, maybe. But that's why there's none. There's, but I, I'm pretty sure that's why there's none involved in the actual running of the Empire, like in terms of being on the ISB or stormtroopers or anything, because they just don't. They just want it to be humans, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely get that impression. I think it's very deliberate in the story. Um, but yeah, it, it makes it a little bit less Star Warsy, doesn't it? I know what you mean. Yeah, it'd be nice to. I mean, like, as you know, if the rebellion's sort of like starting to gear up a little bit, it'd be nice to see, I don't know, a slightly younger Admiral Akbar knocking about somewhere. Or, yeah, or, like, or that big, big, uh, big white polar bear guy in Rogue One. <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Massive. Seven foot, eight foot. <laughs> I'd like to see him have a tear up with the Wampa, actually. That'd be quite good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not on Hoth, um, though. We wouldn't be able to keep track of who's where. <laughs> no. Uh, Chewbacca size, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty big, yeah. Chewie would Chewy have to be the special referee for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I definitely, yeah, definitely think there's a, a lack of alien species, but that's fine, you know. It's, 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 there's a little bit, there was a little bit, like I said, in the, in the early episodes. Um, but, yeah, there we go. But, yeah, cool. Well, we'll see if there's any... Next week in the Great Escape. Hopefully, there's escape next week. Keep it going. Keep it moving. Yeah, I think so. Because then you've got one more episode before whatever the finale is going to be. So maybe episode ten can be him just counting his money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to? He tried to escape. He tried to go. He tried to retire to Miami. You know, and then suddenly he got fucking banged up for six years. So <laughs> didn't, you know, banged up abroad. He was a proper. It's proper, um, yeah, it's proper Costa del Crime, wasn't it? Banged up abroad with Danny Dyer. This week's episode, Cassie and Andor. He's a light touch. He goes around. <laughs> I must admit, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit bricking it with this one because he, he's been known to chop a few fellas down. You know what I mean? Oh, we're in the key of five. Got me fucking feet burned. <laughs> I said to him, I ain't wearing them fucking boots. Look at them. <laughs> look at them. Made my mug look right old. <laughs> <laughs> now, I tell, tell you what, if he pops up in an episode, that'll, that'll be the zenith. Wasn't it um, old um, uh, Mitchell, Grant Mitchell done some sort of prison thing? I know, was it Hardest Prisons or something? Oh, yeah, he went, Ross Kemp went round doing Ross like... Kemp. The most dangerous places, like on 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 Earth and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like kind of done the prisons. 
yeah, he was like, he also went to places in like Africa and stuff where they're like yeah. rough, zones run by like war, warlords and all that sort of shit. You know I'm going to spend the night in this prison tonight and just see how rough it is. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. Good luck with that. Yeah, of course you, you are. To, if you want to go to a Colombian prison, not you're not going to stay at the Hilton Hotel down the road, no? <laughs> Yeah, that's what, he was talking about the Premier Inn. They booked him into the Hilton. He's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll rough it. <laughs> Get a real experience of prison life. Oh, man, proper random tangent. But, yeah, definitely want to see Nikina, Nikina 5 on the on Banged Up Abroad. <laughs> this place has got a tough reputation, but thankfully so have I. Yeah. There's seven tables, seven people, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> Lots of sevens. <laughs> anyway, cool, man. Good to see you. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. May the force be with you. Starting our approach, deactivate the security shield. Security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission. Stand by. <laughs>